0: So we got a really special episode today. Um, We have our first guest. His name is Bill Gestalter. And uh, he's owner of Pride Gage, which is his company I'll tell you a little bit about. But Bill's probably my best friend in the world. We've known each other since we've been young and we've been through a lot together. Um, And this is a man who uh, changed his life by taking a chance. And not everybody will do that. And I think you're going to really want to hear how he did that and what kind of chance he took in life to, to make him where he is today. Um, so, Kevin? Yeah, and no, I've, I've known Bill since I was just a
1: little kid. So, he's I've grown up and he's always been in my life. So I'm the godfather. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and we, we we got certified to scuba dive together. Yeah. Uh, so, the very <laughs> close family friend as well. Um, so it's first guest outside of our family on the podcast, the big one. Uh, yeah. But how are you doing today, Bill? I'm doing great today. Yeah. So we're, we're new, actually... New year. New year. Uh, we're actually, we're filming at uh, Bill's office right yeah. now. We're in the, the conference room. You grew up around in Toledo, right?
2: I grew up in Toledo near the Sylvania area. I okay. uh, went to school with Brian's brother, Eric. He and I were in the same grades and uh, hung out together all the time. Uh, My parents got divorced. I'm the youngest of five kids, so everybody moved away, and I was stuck at home by myself, and I was kind of lonely. So I uh, hooked on to Brian's family, and they
0: became my uh, surrogate family, so that I could go around all the chaos.
1: Yeah.
0: And when this was back in the 70s, because when I first met you, Bill, Eric was probably in high school, but I I was just getting into junior high or late grade school, and that's when I first met Bill, because he was always over at our house. Um, doing something and and uh, you know you were like part Trip- of the family. I mean, he oh no, he'd your your family on tri- come on trips with us, little, little trips, you know, around the up the lake and stuff like that. And, and what uh, uh, you're
1: you're two years older than him or three years older? Three well, three, three, yeah. three years, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, but uh, and then what, what? So you guys you start hanging out.
2: Uh, you guys weren't fr- like best friends at first. <laughs> well, I would best friends with eric. eric yes yeah um with eric and we would hang out and uh, actually my parents had split and uh my dad had moved to chicago and my mom had moved out of the area mm-hmm. and i wanted to go to school
0: mm-hmm.
2: in mm-hmm. sylvania where yeah, all my yeah. friends were oh yeah. and uh <laughs> his mom who's very generous and she took me on as one of her kids and so Basically, my address became their address, and I was
0: able to go to oh, school nice. there. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's how you went to Southview? Well, because that's where that's all your, all your went friends went, to Southview, right? So, yeah. So it yeah. was nice. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, so. yeah, so a lot of good memories from back then. And then and then everybody gets into their life. Like, you know, I got into my life, so I don't remember as much because then I got into, you know, eventually medical school and, and moved away. But, well, yeah, but, you guys moved out of town. Yeah. yeah. A, after After high school for us, it wasn't for you. You were still
1: in right. high
2: school. Yeah. So, what, what did you do after high
1: school? Or what did you get into? So, you went to Southview and
0: then? Yeah, yeah. So I was really a bit little
2: little of a lost soul. I really didn't okay. know what I wanted to do in life. Okay. Um, wasn't the best student, not like Brian here or you, but uh, um, I, uh, I always had small businesses or was doing some type of sales job. Okay. Uh, for many years, I used to seal driveways. So, I had a company called Pride Asphalt okay and uh you I helped worked, me I sweat. so someone me. who
1: might not know what ceiling a driveway is why don't you describe that
2: well if you know what asphalt is a black,
0: black tar, parking yeah.
2: lot or a driveway they put like a black tar on it mm-hmm. to protect it and make it last longer yeah. Yeah. it was very uh physical
0: but you got a great tan <laughs> yeah that's
2: <great.
0: laughs> yeah i think from the get-go we always like I, I was very much like you i would i would have a paper out i had uh, would wash and wax cars, start a business that way, shovel driveways in the winter. And you always had a business. You always had something. I had something yeah. little going on. Yeah, you know, nothing big. But mm-hmm. uh, again, I really didn't know what I wanted. I was
2: going to college, uh, off and on, nothing steady. Really yeah. didn't have a a goal
0: uh, mm-hmm. uh, at all. And then what happened? Like what what led, well, you, what led you to start your own business? Or <laughs> tell us what you did first. Okay. You know. Well, starting my own business. Again, life is all about. Maybe okay, you start your own business. business. You were working for somebody, weren't you? I always started off
2: ceiling driveways. Yeah. I worked for a gentleman who was a school teacher and in the summers he would do this work. Well, I um worked for him for one summer, and then I found out, oh, Eric was working at a trucking company and they make a lot of money loading trucks. Mm-hmm. My brother, And I'm like 21 years old. Yeah. Yep. Or less maybe 20. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll I'll do that. Well, I found out they wouldn't hire me because I had a bad back, which <laughs> So I called the guy. Said, "Hey, can I seal driveways?" He says, "No, I already uh, have my crew. You can't." So um, situation was, what am I going to do? I started my own. So I bought some equipment and got some flyers. Walked around the neighborhood, writing down the prices, and people started calling me. Yeah. And that's how I started that business. Right again, hard work wasn't making millions, but I was making you were money, just making money to get by. Yeah. Um, What's different
1: today versus them might be, so someone nowadays might just YouTube, how, or inter, go on the internet and Google, how do I seal driveways? How did you learn if you started?
2: If you well, learn? I worked for the gentleman for one year. He oh, taught, you did he taught me the okay. techniques yeah. and what to do. Okay. And it becomes a, a skill, we'll say, of uh, swinging the uh, squeegee.
0: <laughs> yeah, so was that your first real business? That was my first real business. Okay, and you weren't married at that point? No, okay. I was not. So that's how you were making money at that point. and then. Then when did you get married? I met my wife, I believe I was 23, Three. maybe
2: just at 22.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, went with a friend down to Ohio State to have some fun. And uh, lo and behold, my I met my wife there. So uh, two years later, we were married. I was 25, still sealing driveways. I would pick up odd jobs in the winter. I was working at a racquetball club, uh, selling <laughs> memberships doing whatever I could. Yeah, yeah. And then after I got married, I got a job as a sales guy selling industrial shipping boxes. Okay. And uh, so I did that for several years. Then another small business, I knew I had kind of hit the wall there and I got hired with a small family business, kind of like our business, and uh, started selling air equipment for factories. They call it pneumatics. So you would you know, air cylinders that move things and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. And I did that for four years. Okay. Yeah. Well, to touch on one other thing, too. So, when you're
1: in your 20s, you I, mean, I think a lot of people do that. Like, nowadays, it's more prevalent. Like, people take gap years before college. Or people just kind of do things, like, to get by, like, trying to figure out. Because a lot of people, I think, they don't know what they want to do long term. So, that can be scary. Like, I don't want to jump into a job that, you know, it's easier when it's just a job where you can just pick up shifts or you can do stuff as you want other times you get locked into a career, I think some people are scared of that. Do you remember when you were in your mid-20s, like, what thoughts you were having or, or thinking about trying to figure out what you wanted to do? Or
2: Yeah, you know, I still didn't know what I wanted to do, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I was just trying to find something that would make me enough money to, to pay my rent and yeah. uh, you know, have a good time with my friends. I, w- I really did not know. Okay, yeah. Um it's funny how things just come upon you. I know, remember, Brian said you wanted to be a, I believe, a biologist, didn't you? A marine, a marine biologist? biologist? yeah. At one time. Yeah. But life changes that, that for you. Yeah. It does for everybody. Yeah. I mean... Absolutely. And for me, I finally, uh, I believe I ended up leaving the company, the family business, because I had a son. We had a very, very small house. I needed more money. Yeah. So I actually went to a headhunter and started looking for... A different career path, or what else I could do.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. So what? So what led you? Because I think a lot of people want to know is you know you've gone from that kind of not wandering, but having nothing mm-hmm. steady, no steady career, and then you've created this business for yourself. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of people would love to to see how they could maybe you know. Well, I think what, how, what led you to creating your own business. I mean, what was the impetus? A cool thing about it too, is like you run this business with your wife. And so like, right. so it's
1: a cool, like it's, that's a very, she's the boss. Yeah. No, so I think that's like a
2: really cool thing too. You guys are very successful together, which is yeah, I'm very fortunate. So many people I meet say they could never work with their wife. <laughs> My wife and I are opposite. I'm an ADD all over the place guy. She is a detailed person. She's a, she was a dental hygienist. Okay, All about precision and things being yeah. done a certain way. Yeah. So she really created our whole office and all
0: our paperwork. We knew nothing about running a business, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. So what? So I think people want to know. So you took a risk in life. I remember that because I remember you. T- I remember having a conversation with you, and you were really at odds with your job. I remember. I mean, I just remember you talking about how it was. You weren't happy at work, and I, I just got to be something better, and I can't do this anymore. And at some point, you decided that I'm going to quit my job. I think you did, and you and you. How did no, it work? Not like that way. Um, when you're
2: a sales guy, and I was a sales guy, you're always wondering where your next sale's gonna come from. And when you work for bigger companies, they're always looking at your numbers constantly on you to sell more. So it's scary. Yeah. You always have this little pit in your stomach. Yeah. And my dad had worked for a big company his whole life in sales. And he always told me he had that pit in his stomach of they're gonna let him go. You know, do, Am I doing well enough? Am I selling enough? Yeah. Well, I ended up working for a really good company for 10 years then i basically after 10 years kind of had reached as far as i was going to go so how old were you so, so 10 years how old were you when- i started when i was 30 and i was well actually i was probably about 30. okay i mean 29. yeah and when i was about 39 um i ended up leaving because one of my customers had another company that obviously the grass is always greener on the other side <laughs> well it was other than the fact that the company was being sold and it got sold several times and I was only there two years, and it was a great company. I learned a lot. And, um, but they let me go. And it wasn't me personally. The mm-hmm. whole company is now out of business. There were 260 employees. Uh-huh. I was lucky because when I got let go, I was treated very well. Mm-hmm. Later on, you know, here's your cardboard box. Put your stuff in it and get out. <laughs> yeah. So they, you know, they were very good to me as far as that goes. But when I got let go, I felt like I got hit in the stomach. Now what am I going to do? And I remember driving home, calling a couple people, said, hey, you can sell our stuff. Hey, you can sell our stuff. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, I had help from family, my mother. She uh, gave me the seed money to get this business started. She gave me a little bit, and she said, you want to do it? And I said, you know what, I do want to do it. And uh, so I started calling people I know. It's another really important thing in life, as everybody knows here, never burn a bridge. Yeah. So important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I try to get along with everybody. I really do. And I called uh, somebody from my old job that I'd been at 10 years. They were going through a change. They had just been bought out and they were getting rid of all the direct sales guy or not getting rid of it. They were changing and setting up distributors. Yeah. So there was a gentleman there that without him, I might not even be sitting here with my own business, but he set me up as a distributor. And uh, from there, I just ran scared. I'd get up in the morning and Hit the road and knock on doors, pass out flyers, and little
0: by little. Well, I guess what I remember is um because you. I remember you had the option to talk to me that you you know I could get hired by somebody else and take the easy way mm-hmm. and have somebody else pay my salary again. But then I have to answer to somebody. Yeah. And I remember you saying, should you know, should I just do it on my own? And I remember you took that risk that you decided I'm going to do it on my own. I'm not going to answer anybody but myself. Yeah and that's I think that was that a huge point of oh, life you know, it's so it's liberating. risky it was, yeah. it
2: was the best thing I've ever done in my life I nobody can walk in the door and fire me or See. nobody yeah, well Never. it's gotta be a. T- I mean mm-hmm. especially
1: when you worked there for 10 years you said it's gotta be can't feel good when then Obviously the entire company went under eventually, but to get yeah. to get fired when you've worked hard for ten years, yeah. Don't yeah. Feel good, so. and I
2: don't look at it as being fired, I would let go. Or let I go go like I sorry. Fired. Sorry. Even yeah. if I was fired. I know people
0: that you're fired yeah. not
2: maybe nothing they
0: did. Yeah. No. They
2: just search situations. There. Really. Yeah. And was, there, was saying, there an
0: issue with customers? Like when you when you started your own business. There were probably customers that still wanted to use you, yep. but they can't maybe because they have a relationship with that other business. So how had you get around that? Like, well,
2: luckily, again, was there a the, the company to... was getting rid of the direct sales and they were using distributors. So they wanted me to sell to my old customers. Okay. And I had a lot of really good customers. I mean, I, basically people buy from me and mm-hmm. they know that I'm going to look after them. And I, you know, that, that's really the pleasure I get out of the business is making other people look good. It's very satisfying yeah. to help
0: somebody else out and make them look good and feel good that we did a good job for them. That, so, so, maybe like, um, so his business, He talking about his business, so maybe he'll explain his business a little bit to you here. Yes. Yeah. Here's, here's the name <laughs> of it Pride Gauge. But Pride Gauge is so They explain in simple terms, because even I have yeah. trouble understanding it sometimes, and I'm, well, I'm a neurosurgeon. Everything in the world
2: that's manufactured usually has to be measured. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do, we measure things. So our business is called. It's like a, they call it dimensional metrology because usually it's metal we're measuring, but not 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 in today's world.
0: It can be anything. Yeah. Um, so give us so, a tangible. Give us a tangible. Um, well, a lot thing. of times you're measuring too because isn't something everybody would yeah. understand. Like you would measure. What would you? Well, measure how about we cup?
2: measure a cup? All right. Okay. A cup looks like a cup. You know. Like all right. What are you going to measure on that? Well, and imagine the size the outside of it has to be a certain dimension so we sell a gauge that comes up and measures the outside right. the inside might have to be a certain dimension uh-huh. so we would sell a gauge that goes inside and they call that a bore gauge and you measure the inside
0: okay
2: this cup you want that to look the same on every cup you make so you, you we have equipment that can tell you what the radius is on here we can tell you how tall it is from the top to the bottom Maybe I care how smooth the outside of the cup is.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We have equipment that will measure what they call surface finish. Maybe we want to know the contour. This from here up to here. We have gauges that are with computers that r- have a little tip and it rides up here. And I can put it up on the screen and I can see what that radius is. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. We play with a lot of big boy toys that are expensive. And some of them are cheap. Sometimes it's just a round piece of metal that's a known diameter. You put it in the hole, and if it fits, it's good. Yeah, it's a yes or no. And yeah. don't you do? You lot stuck stuff with um, automotive industry, don't you? We do a lot of automotive, uh, medical, uh, aerospace, a little bit of everything. Uh, I've been at this now for Pride Gage has been in existence for 22 years. Wow. I, I team up with a lot of... Um, a lot of really smart people, smarter than me people. (laughs) So I have designers and I have a lot of shops that will make custom gauges for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We deal with computers, with some big companies with really nice high-end equipment. And I get a lot of support from the manufacturers that we represent. Mm -hmm. We represent, I mean, I started with one company and went into a customer and said, I'm selling this. He said, you know what, I really need this. And he said, why don't you call this guy up and see if you can't sell it to me. And little by little, I probably represent 50 companies. Mm-hmm. But again, my job is I work for my customer, and I want them to be successful and have a good time
1: doing it. Yeah. So, and Do you think, I mean, I feel like I hear that a decent amount from business owners or older people, um, when I talk to them, is that ho- trying to hire people smarter than you, that always comes up. And, hey. and finding people that can do the things that you can't do, like you were saying with your
2: wife, you guys each fill a role. That's terrible. Absolutely, absolutely. My na- name around here is mayhem. So <laughs> <laughs> I come in, I, I, I'm i out there, I'm, I'm hustling, I'm trying the best I can. I, mm. I make mistakes, but uh, I really care, and I try to do the best I can for people. Yeah. And I've got a lot of good people behind me. That's yeah. another thing. People will say, well, Bill sent me a quote, or Bill's gonna do this for me. Well, I don't do any of that. It's my office staff yeah. <laughs> and the girls, and well, we have a really good team takes of people. It a team to, to do yeah. really well. Yeah. Just like when you're in the
1: operating room, it's a whole team of people 100%. with a hundred percent. But your expertise is obviously, you're very, you're very good at talking to people. Obviously, you've learned a lot. You know, you're very knowledgeable of all your stuff, so it's sales and relationship <clears> management. That's, like you said, it's the name of the game. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. You got to get exposure. You got to people know what you have. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the, my biggest battle is we do so much and so many people don't know do all the things that we do. We get into computer software. We get into all all kinds of stuff. And it's a lot of fun. I never, my head starts spinning. It's like, yeah. what do I do next? <laughs> well, one thing that be, I'd be interested So you've been in business for 22 years.
1: How has it, like with the evolution of technology, how has business Changed for you, or has it not changed as drastically as you would think, or it hasn't changed as
2: drastically as you would think. Okay. the fact that you still have to measure things. there are certain basic things you have to do. The biggest change I would say is cameras okay coming into the industry. Being able to measure pixels on a screen mm-hmm. is really changing the world. Wow. Um, also, electronics obviously is a big thing. The computers have gotten you know, more and more uh, powerful, uh, simpler to use, a lot of them are. Uh, everything used to be a dial indicator. It looked like a clock, mm-hmm. and it would go around. Um, but anyhow, now all that's digital, because they'll hire somebody who maybe last week was on a shipping dock, yeah. and now they want them to do this measuring stuff, and it's like, you've got to make it easy for them. Yeah. So they they try to make it,
0: you know, all the equipment has tried to make it so much easier for people to use yeah so what do you um so a lot of people want to know like what would be an average day for you like what's a typical day for you and I know it varies because sometimes oh, yeah. I know you're out of town that's what I love about my job night. it's, it's never market. the same
2: it's always different but a typical <clears throat> job would be maybe somebody calls up or maybe I knock on a door and they'll say oh Bill I have this application I need to be able to measure this mm-hmm. so we talk about what they need what requirements they have and then I come up with a solution, or we, our team, does comes up with a solution, and we give them an idea how much it's going to cost. They tell us yes, no, and then we start putting together the pricing to have it all done and made for. And it's it's fun, but I may be answering a phone call. Uh, I may have the girl say, "Hey, somebody's looking for a caliper, a mic." Well, there isn't just one caliper or mic in the world. There are literally probably a hundred choices. Mm-hmm. So we really have to gather information. We're constantly gathering information so that we give somebody the right solution.
0: Yeah, which is fun. Again, I really enjoy it. Um, And so, what we're not giving—I don't want to give advice here—but like, if you think back about your business, like you, people listening will want to know, like, what's the what's the one key thing that you think you did that that changed your future for you that where you are now, like what, what would be that one key thing that, that I'm sure there's people out there that are Same just thing like you. you. Did. They're just like you. I think they have that in the pit of their stomach. Don't look forward to going to work. They're thinking, God, how can I change my life? And here's somebody who did it. Like what, what was that one key thing you think that you did? I took a
2: risk. Like you said, yeah. and like you did, because you and I have talked about taking risks in life and you've taken them and you've taken them. Everybody out there is taking <clears throat> a risk. Yeah. And you know, I always tell myself, what's the worst can happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is there's always a fallback plan. You, you know, I, I say always, usually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Way talking life and death jumping off a cliff here. Right. I'm talking about calculated risk. Yeah, a calculated risk. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't take chances in life, nothing will happen. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: it's just like even when you go like said you went went to Ohio State. Uh, even no, when No, I go, didn't go to Ohio no, State. No, no, I'm yeah. saying when you went down to Ohio State, yeah. You know, you know like even when you take a chance to go talk to someone you see at a coffee shop or a bar, and you just say hi to them, that's taking a chance. It's it's all about or starting to It's taking chances that have asymmetric, uh, like risk. So there's so much upside. The, the downsides you just are right where you just were, and then you can yeah. find something else. The upside okay. is now you have the life match now. Yeah. So for sure. But I mean, it's, it's really it's cool when you. It's easy to look back on and be like. We live our lives forward, but you look back on them, and everything makes sense when you look back on it. But at the mo- at the you're time, it, it's a lot. It's easier to say in the future, like, "Oh, I took the risk and it succeeded." Yeah. It's way harder to like in the moment because that's what takes the power. Is it's, taking, scary. Yeah, well, be, it's scary.
0: Yeah, you gotta be Yeah, just like everybody said, so cliche, but you have to be uncomfortable if you're gonna grow. I mean, there has to be a feeling about being uncomfortable and. And some fear if you're going to move forward. Well, you were you were
1: 39. You were married. You had two kids, right? Two little kids. A lot of
0: responsibility. A lot of bills.
1: Yep. So I'm saying that. So it's like it's not like it was just compared to taking a risk, like starting a business when you're. But again, I had a
2: lot of people. Nobody does anything alone. If they think they do, they're fools. Mm -hmm. It took a lot of people, and you know, I was just straightforward and honest with people, and and it it worked. And uh, you know, not a multi multi millionaire, but I'm pretty comfortable and happy and uh we got, 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 lot of good we
1: got a lot friends
0: shirt i mean yeah, yeah
1: i got a shirt <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a lot of truth in that just for uh, just living life in general i uh, just being happy and trying to get along with people and just to live a, a sane life and be happy with stuff yeah um but do you have anything more on that i wanted to shift gears a little bit um, no, we can shift on some stuff of just um you know with you've known him a long time and we, we talk about this with some people, but I think some people when they know my dad, like they're definitely a little more like sometimes intimidated by him, or they don't ask him about
0: certain things because he's a neurosurgeon. Um, no, and I'm quiet, so sometimes people misinterpret me as being standoffish when I'm really not. I'm just quiet. Well, it's something I've always
1: noticed, but you've always you you guys always
2: interact way differently. So I, I'll,
0: is there? Anyone? I would
2: go to the house, and he would always be there, and uh, you know his family would always be there. Yeah, and we talk about little things. I remember one time you, you were looking at a motorcycle, I like little motorcycles. Yes, really? Yeah. So I, you even told me the big thing for you was I loaned you some money to buy a motorcycle. I I had a grandmother that passed and I had a little bit of money and you, you wanted to
0: buy this thing. Yeah. And, and I'm, like, sure, I'm not sure. I don't remember, remember. when remember we went out and uh, somebody had won this motorcycle, Indian um indian motorcycles The indian 125 wanted in a raffle and the guy was old and didn't want it so he's just selling it for pretty inexpensive it was brand new, yeah, brand new. We uh, that? yeah 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 we had so much fun with that motorcycle yeah absolutely. You know, like a
1: country mo- or like a, a motorbike or is that just a normal motorcycle it was just a dirt bike it's, oh, a, a, dirt dirt bike. Bike. it's a little yeah. old
0: dirt
2: bike but yeah. you guys you and who was that you and ron that would go on the, the... oh when i get over i always like riding motorcycles yeah. i really don't want to Compete with cars on the highway, but I would yeah. like getting a boat that was street legal and I'd go up north where my mother lived and ride all over the place yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the fact is that I always knew you, but I didn't know quite our friendship until later in life. Right. Uh, you were married. You were in med school mm-hmm. and getting married and asked me to be in your wedding. And that was a big deal to me. Oh, wow. I, it just... It just amped up our relationship. And I believe by that time, your brother had, Eric had been in a car accident right. and was very, very, very bad off. Yeah.
0: And ever since then, we just started getting closer and closer and became closer and closer friends. Yeah. How, how did that, you know, my brother Eric, you might know, have heard this, but you know, he was in a car accident when he was 21 and he was a senior in college. And he had um, emergency brain surgery in the middle of the night and had a blood clot removed and was in a coma for six months. And, and, and even when he woke up, it was very slow and he, he could never walk or talk again and and required constant care. But you, you were best friends with Eric. I mean, yeah. How did that affect you when you, when you heard the news initially and then you went and saw him in the hospital? I mean, I, I, obviously I know how it affected me. How it affected you. I know it was a huge, huge loss. I mean, I would go up to see him
2: all the time and it just, it's just somebody in the prime of their life. It was all these good things happening and then having something, you know, just end it. It it just, it was just a big loss. That's Mm -hmm. all I can say. It was just a huge, a huge loss. You can't, you can't just get another friend like that. It takes time to learn and spend. I mean, he and I spent a lot of time together growing up doing all kinds of things, talking about life and then boom, he's gone. And I've lost a couple people like that Mm -hmm. in my life where I'm really super close to them and all of a sudden they're gone. And
0: it's, 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 it's hard. Yeah. And yeah, life's definitely like that. You can't predict from day to day, but, um, all this stuff has a huge impact on who you are and, and how you present yourself in the future and what your philosophies are and um, yeah. makes you question a lot of things in life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, what's important And friendship is
2: one of the most important things to me in in the world. Yeah. Um,
1: what, what did, uh, did you kind of, so were you guys not talking as much necessarily at the time when he was in med school and in residency? I don't know what exactly. on. The yeah. Time. I mean,
2: by then when when uh, Brian and Cindy got married, I already had one child and mm-hmm. I believe my wife was a month away from delivering our, our youngest, our daughter, mm-hmm. Um, and he was out in Rochester. Yeah. Now, we would actually get together and one time he brought Brian and we went, I we had a small boat at the time and we put the <laughs> boat in. Niagara River, yeah, and we went across to Toronto on the boat. Oh, yeah. And
0: enough. So we would see each other, and he would come back to Toledo and visit. Yeah. And that's a great story, because like Cindy was pregnant with Cindy was pregnant with Brian. Oh, okay. Remember, okay. And we're in that boat, and, we're, and his boat was like a 20-foot boat. We're going over to Toronto, and the waves were slamming on the waves, and... I remember somebody asked, is that okay for Cindy to be, you know, pregnant and stuff? And then, remember on the way back, we got lost. It was foggy. Oh, and we were on empty. And we couldn't, and we the we couldn't <laughs> see the shard, So I, Oh, my God. Here we are in the middle of Lake, uh, Lake like, Ontario. Lake Ontario. <laughs> and we can't see the shore. He's almost out of gas. Yeah. Well, uh, it was a fun day. But we made it. We, we took a risk, yeah. and we made it. Yeah, yeah. We made it. <laughs> and a good story But to memories talk. like that, you can't replace
2: them. No. Oh, no, no. That was... I'll never forget that. So, we're heading so, And then... Brian, yeah. he could have gone anywhere in the country, and he chose to come back to be around friends and family, which I was super grateful for. Yeah, because I knew I knew I might lose him. He might mm-hmm. move to California or somewhere far, far away that I knew I wouldn't be able to see him. Mm-hmm. But he made a a conscious decision to come back here, which I think obviously I you Your told dad. me it was friends and family. I mean, as well, yeah, because day.
0: I mean, just think if I wanted to move back, I'd never seen my you know my dad anymore he would have been dad so i'm glad that we moved back and he had a chance to see our grandchildren and and move back with friends and because you can't like bill said you can't ever replace friends you know you make friends when you're younger and they stay with you for your lifetime it's different than making a friend like in late college or you know it's just not the same bond it's not yeah it's something about it
2: the time and what you've gone through and things we've been through together is just yeah
1: I think as mm-hmm. you get older, too, like the quality of
2: relationships and friendships and everything is way better
1: than the quantity because you can just, yeah. and so many people want to go around. They want to be friends with so many people in the scene and all this yeah. stuff. And then then after that stuff goes away, you really re- find out certain people who will have your back through anything or are very positive influences on your life versus people that are not. Because there's a lot of people that you're will be around, but they, they don't necessarily want the best for you. They might they might be cool with you and stuff, but they, they don't truly want the best for you. Right. So, I mean, I, life's all about being around those the, the friends and family that always have your best interests
2: at heart and to push you yeah. to be a better person, hold you
1: accountable and push you to be a better person,
2: I think. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one thing I really admire about Brian and, and I, I love about our relationship is he pushes me and uh, to do be a better person. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all good stuff. And sometimes I get scared when he challenges me. I get yeah. a little nervous. I'm like, uh-oh. I means mm-hmm. I'm going to have to work hard. Well, you guys have a challenge <laughs> right now
1: for, I don't know if just for 2024. You guys, my dad oh, was yeah. talking about you guys. <laughs> you want know to tell about your...
0: Yeah. Your, your guys. So I, I a long time ago, we bought a piano and we moved back to Toledo into our house. And um, and our whole family played the piano. And I really loved the piano. And then, you know, it's gradually get busy and I stopped taking lessons. And so it's been forever. And I know Bill plays the guitar. He always talks about playing the guitar. So I want to play the guitar. Yeah, so I thought it'd be awesome. So we committed that um, I'm going to take piano lessons and he's going to take guitar lessons. And when we get halfway decent, then we're going to start doing a, like a duo online and put some stuff out of us together. So that's our challenge for 24.
2: A little scary. Yeah, well, not I've any. only started and tried this maybe five times.
1: <laughs> so we'll try it again. No, I mean, that's my thing too. It's That's just like an accountability part. If you do it with someone else or you yeah. put it out, like I was just saying, next, you put stuff out there, it kind of forces you to,
0: to live exactly. on to what you're doing. <laughs> well, exactly. we did exercise. Remember that one year? How much oh, yeah. we did? exercise together three times a week. We were really getting fit. And then I, we both went on back to back vacations and fell apart. But I mean, we did that for a long time. So we were challenging ourselves there. Yeah. And we did it. Yeah, yep. yeah, I've got the membership. We're gonna start again. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can. If you, if you you get down,
1: you just get back up and keep you just going. keep on going. Because I think too, just exercising it doesn't even have to be hardcore, especially as you get older. It just increases your uh, longevity in the same yep. amounts, and not just your lifespan, but your health span. Of like, you don't want to just no one wants to be really old and decrepit and not be able to do stuff. Like, so yep. I think the people that even just go for I mean, your mom's a great example of someone who was able to do first. Just so, a walk. You don't yeah, have to do anything great. Yep. Yeah, which is, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's all you really want, or just, just <laughs> hang out with, like, family like, as you yeah. get older. Just
0: mm-hmm. to be able to, if you can move, like, it opens up your world a lot. Absolutely. So, Yep. And Bill's like those people, I mean, I can honestly say this, and he'll blush, but, I mean, honestly, he's <laughs> probably one of the most upbeat person. I mean, I've been out with him enough. He never gets really in a bad mood. He's always um, happy-go-lucky, he doesn't get mad at people even though he should, in my opinion. Uh, uh, he lets things don't talk pass. talk to my wife about that. But I mean, lets <laughs> things pass over his head and he's a huge family person. I mean, he, he really, family and friends are foremost and it's just your mom. You know, his mom's 86 now? 93. Yeah, 93. Well, I 93. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did that come? Sorry. <laughs> uh, but but yeah. time flies, huh? Yeah. But I mean, he, 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 Visits his mom, I bet you visit her this morning, visits his mom almost every day. And I can't say that every grown man will see his mom and take care of her like he does at her age. And I mean, I respect that completely. Yeah. Well, again, without her, I
2: wouldn't be here. So uh, literally, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where, I mean, I remember before
1: she moved back to Toledo, uh, that when we used to always go up to, they lived in Boone, Michigan. That's where we used to always go during winter break. Yeah. Brian used to always get so angry, my brother, because his his birthday was between Christmas and New Year's, so we were always on winter break, and we would go up to Dick and Pat's, yeah. which is his mom, and he would just be like, "Why is this my vacation?"
0: Because <laughs> yeah, Well we had so much fun up there. We'd snowmobile, oh, and yeah, snowmobile yeah. and ski kinds, yeah. and
1: yeah. yeah, but do you have any other closing thoughts or anything else that you'd want to share with people if? You can give any words of wisdom?
2: No, no. I, I, I guess, uh, I guess the best thing is just be the best person you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all go through a lot of challenges in life. Some people much worse than others. I, you I, I count my blessings every day. Yeah, do I have problems? Doesn't everybody have problems? <laughs> <laughs> but just get up and get going. It, the hardest thing is just you got to get yourself up when you're down and not feeling good or something's going wrong, and you got to get past it. Yeah. Keep on going. I deal with, I've dealt with a lot of older people, my mother, her husband, my father, and it never ends until you're done. Yeah. And when you're done, you're done. Yeah. Up until then, keep working
0: at it.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, I think that's great advice. And I mean, it's um, always great talking to and seeing you. So
0: And so, you know, we never know who's going to be watching these podcasts, but um, if anybody's out there that needs gauge work, um, how would they get in touch with your business if they wanted to? Like, Oh, they can email us
2: at, uh, uh, pride com or uh, just that's probably the best way we uh, have a website it's uh pride gauge.com yeah it's no, put I'll put it. I'll put yeah, put a link
1: we'll put a link i put all yeah. the stuff in the show notes if yeah. anyone if anyone does and we'll link all that stuff in there yeah, yeah.
2: very good right. we're here to help and
0: have a good time doing it and work with good people
1: yeah, yeah. all right well hope everyone has a good yeah. day